0: You hear the word God, the word Jehovah, the word Lord, the word Jesus, the word Christ, and you think of something other than yourself, one that is greater, one that you would worship. Tonight it is my purpose to show you that God and the eye of man are one.
1: Alright, so I was telling you this. Like a month ago, I started doing. We're big into affirmations. People listen to the affirmations episode like two years ago. We talk about affirmations all the time, too. Just and sprinkle it. yeah, so many stuff is, has came true. It's just trippy. But I started doing the I am beautiful affirmation, looking in the camera right now. And That's what um, I told
2: Nick when I walked in, too.
1: I started doing this I am beautiful one. And dude, it was, right before I went to Brazil, it was trippy. Like I'd be um, like on the beach with my like shades on. The girl's like, hey, just take your shades off. Like, I want to look into your eyes. And then, you know, I have blue eyes. And that's pretty big in South America, whatever. It'd be like, oh, my God, you're so beautiful. But, like, I'd have all these passing comments from girls. It will not be like, you're cute, you're handsome, you're sexy. It'd be like, you're beautiful. And usually girls don't say that to dudes, right? Not like you're beautiful. Some countries maybe or whatnot. But it got me thinking because I'm uh, finishing up this book I got a while ago. It's called Psycho-Cybernetics. It's about this plastic surgeon, Maxwell... Maltz, like back in like the 60s, I think it was, about um like his experience with plastic surgery and these people coming in here and thinking their nose is everyone in the world sees it and it's the ugliest thing in the world. He's like, dude, your nose isn't that bad. And then like he would barely trim up the nose and their whole life would change. Cause like their image of themselves and how they thought and, and looked um would, would be transformed. And uh similar with the affirmations, like the the beautiful thing. Like I obviously I wake up in the morning, I'm in that half awake, half-sleep minds set i start writing my stuff and you know obviously it probably leads me to pick better products for my skin or my keep my style up or or whatnot but it's also like locked in my head like no i'm beautiful you know i'm beautiful and then obviously like i project that maybe to people but the magic part is like when you hear it from other people like the exact words you know what i mean and um i don't think i look much different than um i did a year ago but no one was calling me beautiful on a daily basis or whatever. So, what do you think about that, like image idea?
2: Well, so you brought up plastic surgery. So that's a very high price to pay, right? And all of Hollywood gets it. Uh, way more people than you think have freaking Botox or are doing nose jobs or whatever. So the, the the question is affirmations. Me and you both have experienced big time results with it, and it's exact too. Like I had a high. I've done a. i have done I am a high value man affirmation forever somebody said that exact phrase to me like what are the chances of that high value man you're listening
1: to too much manosphere content yeah i'm a
2: manosphere guy (laughs) so oh i got another point to bring up about that too but so affirmations um why why isn't this widely known in society why isn't it pushed well i just said it there's a bunch of money that goes into plastic surgery there's a bunch of products that make you buy them off of insecurity like, you're at the stranglehold of big companies and products, and you become a consumer if you're
1: not confident. Well, makeup. like that's Makeup make- is a fucking scam. Dude, I just find it freaking crazy, like, the image. You can be beautiful to one person, not to the, the other person, or, like, like, what... There's no, like, set reality if you're an attractive person or not. You know what I mean? But if you can start, like, internalizing that you are, and then, like, for some reason, the outside world starts validating that... It's really trippy, but a point on this like image thing I want to get into, and hopefully I can be like Jordan Peterson, get smarter. <laughs> is like, okay, you've been with beautiful woman, right? When the makeup comes off, and it's like, oh my god, like, know what I mean? And uh, like these girls, especially the models, are so insecure. But on the outside, we all think they're the most beautiful thing in the world, right? Yeah. And they're the most, their image is like destroyed. Like internally, they think they're ugly, and you know, they got to keep up with every Instagram photo and whatnot, and. On the flip end, it's like some dude who just has this like aura about him. Like he's not a model or anything, but just thinks he's like a beautiful person. Like their image is way different. But reality should say that she should think she's attractive, right? Mm-hmm. But this dude is the more attractive. I don't know. It's it's tripping me out. This book, um, Psycho-Cybernetics, about people's image, the reality behind it. Like what really is that reality and, and how to like, manifest. He talks a lot about manifesting and affirmations. It's like in the 60s.
2: Well, so many of our guests have a delusional confidence, yeah. right? And then they actually go on to it. Like, Okay, our hit rate on guests, by the way, if you go look through our catalog, they all are fucking doing it.
1: Bro, shit. a great example is Beam 10 That dude was delusional. But when we recorded with him, you could just tell, like, okay, some shit is going to happen. Take, taken on a loan, got screwed over by Logan Paul, and now he's working with Mr. Beast, almost had a million subscribers. He just made a
2: car for Logan Paul, I saw.
1: That was what before, and he released it a year and a half Later, really? because Logan, he couldn't get in, car? yeah, he couldn't get in contact with Logan because he moved to Puerto Rico. So he sat on that. He spent like 25 grand. He got a loan because of that, and that didn't work out at first. But then he still fought, and then he got Mr. Beast. Then he blew up, and now he finally released the Logan Paul thing. But, like, yeah, the delusional confidence thing is like it's trippy, really trippy.
2: Well, it's like, like people that argue that there's not, uh, like unseen forces, like people argue that like intangible momentum or like mental motivation, like all that shit is fake that you were talking about it right now. Somebody can have literally a 180 degree perception of you. I've, I've heard, this is like a bit as the, what you said, the comedian boys, you call us a bit within my uh, little friend group right now is how many people recently you're going to get a kick out of this have came out and literally say they like, they hate me like from here in our hometown, come out and they're like, I fucking Good. Like that that makes you
1: finally get out of your bubble.
2: I know, I like it. People
1: actually. are saying they hate you? Yeah. you member, Remember, here's the funny thing about George. He was always the people pleaser, too. Yep. And look
2: what happens. Yeah, and, well, and I'm doing way more. I don't want to, this sounds conceited, but I'm just, I'm getting a lot more done than I ever have. But like, the point is, 180 degree reputational view. Like, people will say, like, he's a douche, he's a dick, like, hate that kid, like, whatever. I don't know why. Whatever. You guys can think that, but it's just interesting. My point is that you can have a polar opposite view of somebody else. So like you can't rely on others' perception of you. Like you have to have your own. Where do you build it? After fucking nations. Like affirmations
1: are magical. And and uh, past experiences, experiences like doing stuff, um, which is crazy. What you're saying here is what we talked about with me on the road, where I have no external You stuff. have no
2: external validation. And you yeah. don't know if somebody, let's say uh, Tom on the street, says you're a piece of shit nick like you have no idea what his stature is like he could be the president of brazil or he could be the marketplace janitor i don't know but you have no weights to put on it because you have no past experiences with him so it just goes off your it's like water off a duck's back it doesn't fucking matter
0: and And i think that's the
2: most interesting part about you traveling because you just there's no external validation or past experiences to go off.
1: So then you take what you want. So I'm gonna take what those beautiful the girls Select say it. I'm beautiful. Like oh, okay, I'm just gonna take that yep. and put it in my head. But then yeah, you start walking around. You're like okay, like if I have no external thing to tell me who I am, then I need to tell myself who I am. Yeah. And then that's where like you can shape stuff into being whoever the hell you want. But I think you can do it here too. Is like like. But the crazy part is, like, the people that are saying that about you—you would have never thought that be- until you heard it, right? You probably thought, like, "Oh yeah, George, I remember him. He's a good guy. He's- <laughs> I hope he's doing well at his job and all that stuff." And now they're saying this. You're like, "What?" Like, but that wasn't the reality you were living in before, right? Right. And now you're fl- totally flip in a totally flipping different reality from that, like, uh, from their point of view type deal. Oh, and I haven't talked to any of these people
2: in the years, so it's like at the at the same time, I'm like, it's kind of funny. I'm like, what the hell did I do? Like, what yeah. the what? What have you seen? What have I portrayed? But like. The, that the reality of it is affirmations. I don't know any other way. Okay, self love is thrown around. I think it's cheesy as hell, but like this is basically self love. It's like learning to validate yourself in your own mind. You don't need the external shit.
1: Well, self love is like you know working out, You're yes. loving your body, uh, Doing meditating, your self. you know putting the candles on, taking a nice bath, you know with the with the what the what's the thing they put in there and the, bath bomb,
2: the, bath the bath bomb,
1: the bath bomb. Yeah, that's they're showing that like you love yourself. Like, um, like this isn't self-love so, I'm smoking on this thing. Like I'm trying to uh, kill myself. But you i be careful with that. You know so I mean? by
2: the way, we just came out with bold bombs. What you do is you get in your bath and then you throw in the bold bomb, your water gets orange, you start bubbling up and all No, then sudden, you
1: manifest, you then you manifest think, and yeah. all of a
2: sudden women are calling you beautiful. <laughs> You're polygamous. You got a bunch of bold, you know, concepts floating through your brain. So bold bombs, look for
1: those. God, but, but that is so freaking trippy. You're trippy. And, and the, the ID, what was his face? He said ego id and image um, this is what's literally
2: it it's called id id, ID. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah and i know a lot of this stuff kind of got like like whatever they moved on from it but it just makes no sense cuz like when someone's reality of you is totally opposite from every other person there's no
2: there's no reality that mirrors like your own i guarantee it like whatever you're thinking hater a has got 180 and then if somebody loves you, they don't even have the same idea that you have about yourself. Like, it's just, it's so pointless to to care about. And to your credit, or to your point, rather, I was the chameleon guy that needed people to, I, I loved being the guy that everybody like had something positive to say. But then when you kind of detach, you're like, dude, making myself happy and having the affirmations and the internal validation is just way, it'll get you way further. Like you can't. Well, it's more sustainable too. It's way more sustainable eco-friendly
1: uh, a point uh i just watched that uh neymar neymar, neymar documentary yep. um, brazil dude actually and uh he was like struggling in barcelona when he first went over there and he like went to the bathroom started crying and messier came in there he's like dude no way yeah he came to him and said like dude just relax like just, just play and like that like uh validation from him or that like uh, push let him like just let go of everything and he started bawling out or whatnot but like look at that like the Messier's reality he totally flipped his reality. And that's just trippy. You got to be careful what realities start talking in your ear and what you that listen is, to.
2: That is the ultimate slippery slope, especially with all the, you know, the rise in, I put a story up about this, but the rise in diagnosed mental issues makes it easier than ever to have these negative realities start talking in your ear. Mm-hmm. Then that fucking voids every affirmation you've ever done. Cause it's so easy. It's way easier to be negative on yourself and positive. I think. So what is the most, what's the easiest way? Affirmations. I mean, I'll come back to it all day. Even like I'll flip open. I got a notebook full of them. If I don't have time, I got to get out the door. I'll just like really quickly flip through the journal and see like all these fucking things I've written. And subconsciously, that's reminding me like, how was I feeling in this moment when I was thinking this sentence? It's just, it's a treat, honestly.
1: Um, uh, two points here. I can't, if I wake up and I don't do them or if I wait like 20 minutes to do them, I feel weird. Like, I don't even feel like the same person. It's that trippy and it's become that addicting to me. Like when the pen hits the paper, like it's like stuff releases in my head. Uh, another point we're talking about this, like uh, letting these voices get in your head is the consuming, like the music, what you watch, what you eat. Obviously, like everything you consume is playing a role in your own self image. And so I'd be really careful with that. So
2: a disclaimer on this, all all these like affirmational type of things if you start it and you stop it a it's way harder to get back into it but b you develop a tolerance like you said like you're addicted to the affirmation you're addicted to the pen hitting the paper you know hold you got if you're are you a righty yep so you got the pen in the right hand you're holding the paper in the left hand you're addicted to the mechanism and humans thrive on routine so when you don't do it all of a sudden you're fucking lost that's weird so like it's all a slippery slope even if it's good for you you got to stay on it pretty much is what i'm saying or else like you will experience the the negatives of it the withdrawal
1: it. Another, another person that i've kind of gotten into but i need to get more into it is Neville Goddard he's like a famous manifester and everyone should check him out cuz he has like exercises to to manifest and just like the mechanisms behind it and the perceptions reality like this dude is trippy like even the photos of him are like you look at it, you're like this guy is like out of this world type deal. So,
2: but again, you gotta like, I mean, so do you and indul- do you like pretty much take everything he says to heart? Because we're just I talking need, about I false idols.
1: No, I, I need to do more research on him. Like I've seen some exercises, I've tried some, but I need to like I've been just so stuck on that information so it's worked for me. Another thing that also really worked was visualization um, in yeah. football, like visualizing the touchdowns and the throws and whatnot. And that is, I remember some of them, especially those in junior college when I really did it um like how i would turn like oh i break this tackle flip around and throw it to this guy in this area and the sh- it would happen in a game i'm like this is this is getting a little trippy like that was i need to do a lot more this year i didn't do it as much in italy and we didn't do that good so
2: i remember when i used to play uh, baseball we played a couple years together but i like before i would go to bed before night you know, a game. I'm going to bed on a game night is what I'm saying. I would literally visualize, like, the sights, the smells, the feel of digging into the batter's box and, like, you know, taking a ball. It's outside. And then I get a, you know, I get a strike down low. I take it. But then, you know, I see a high one inside. I rope it to left. It's a single. So many times that exact sequence happened. Yeah. So trippy. So trippy. Uh, that gets into another thought. I don't know if you're prepared to talk about this one. This is kind of off, off the cuff. For- uh, dreams. Do you have different dreams when you're abroad and what do they mean?
1: Okay. So this is something because of my affirmation, it's hard for me to keep my dream journal. So I used to try to write, um, my dreams because I have some weird stuff in my family where stuff comes true. Like my mother's, uh, had a dream a week before her, her mother died in the exact same car crash, exact same cop came to a restaurant while she's working with these people. It was the exact same thing. We've had this stuff in our family, you know? And, um, I, uh, I used to write this stuff because like the littlest things would happen and it'd be deja vu. I'd be like, oh my God, this was in my dream, right? Like not like crazy stuff, but like- uh, Little details yeah, that are that, hard to like have replicated. Yeah, it was in my dream, like just weird stuff. And so I need to, I was doing voice memos, but then it was getting too crazy because my writing, my handwriting is a little trippy. But- um no, I need to get back on that. Because I think the dream, there's, there's got to be something with the dreams. It makes no sense. Like, uh, what the hell? Those, no one even knows anything about on the science. There's no science on dreams. It's crazy.
2: So there's no science on things like spiritual mediums and whatnot. We had one on, Ali. Yeah, the psychic. Have you went back to her? Dude, I need to go. And I was thinking about this the other day. The last time I went, she said, like, three things that seemed, like, so nutty at the time. And, like, they have all came true. What? So she said you'd get another job in November. That's when I signed the LLC for this app in November. Okay. said so that eight months ago. Um, she said, I see you in a male-dominated job very soon, like a very male, like high testosterone environment. It's my new job. I'm going to leave it unnamed.
1: Because your last job wasn't really last testosterone. Job,
2: no, it was floating. It was robotic. That was I said on the last podcast, 3M, just way too big not enough to do way too many cooks in the kitchen, basically. So like, you just didn't have enough work. It was just lazy, but I did, I was able to do a lot of bold. Now I'm sure you guys can tell I'm not doing as much bold. Like I just simply don't have enough time, but those things were dead on. Um, what else did she say? She said other things, very personal things, but I also want to get into this. So I told one of my buddies who <coughs> I leave unnamed about Allie and the spiritual medium stuff. And like, he was always like, what the hell are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, he like completely writing it off. He went to one this week and got back to me and said, like, that was literally life changing. Like, to Ellie? Not to Ellie really? but a competitor. Sorry, Allie. really? Yeah. I can't remember her name. It was over. Uh it Ellie ain't cheap. Ellie ain't cheap, but she's good. I need to get back. Um, but yeah, he went and like had perception mm-hmm. totally shattered about that realm of life. Because like before you go to something like that, I know you don't want to go. You yeah. don't want to go actually why
1: don't you because i don't want um, them putting thoughts in my head I you want to them. be in control yeah
2: well okay and your father's a very successful person yeah he's probably listening to this he's the one that kind of nudged me to go to alley yeah and he loves it yeah so what's the He
1: doesn't take her for gospel he's more of like a life coach thing you know Got someone it. he can bounce ideas off of and whatnot and but he does he's he's in tune with uh like uh, that kind of world, not like a hippie, but he's uh yeah, he he uh recommends her and tells people, like it's, it's like I said, I, I do my own thing and I want to live in my own bubble. And if I feel like I'm being happy and my life is going in the right direction, then why wouldn't I keep doing that? True. True. I always say that about this bubble stuff, dude, that if you're happy in a bubble, no matter what it is, why leave that bubble? Why start looking at like you were, when he said, uh, you didn't want to go to kids sleepover houses and learn about the Illuminati and, <laughs> It's, yes. like, good because that would make you – you know, they say the truth can set you free and whatnot, but if it's just, like, makes you live in a the- – ignorance is bliss, though. Well, it's, like, what's going on with this cognitive dissonance and uh, the whole uh, people that are actually, like, bananas about um, the last two years is, like, oh, my God. So, wait, you're telling me that maybe all the stuff that I've been doing, locking in my house, um, wearing the mask, getting – the V getting the booster, getting everything like could be wrong. You don't want to believe that. No. So they triple down. They yes, triple down. exactly. Cause your cognitive distance, it's already in too deep mentally, your world around you shatters when you're like, wow, who can I trust? Who can I believe? Which I understand. Like we don't know any, anybody who to look at right now for answers. So you double down. Exactly. And you stay in that little comfort bubble. Oh, if I just keep the mask on. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. And that's what I'm talking about. So I'm living in that too. Like if one day someone came to me and said, that flipped my reality in my face, like maybe I would be losing more confidence and whatnot, which I need to do. You need to push yourself outside those boxes because you get stronger and stuff like that. But, like, example, like taking DMT, that's why I don't want to do DMT right now because Ooh, yes, I yes. know if I do it, I don't want to end up, okay, I'm going to go live in the woods for 10 years because like this changed me. Like, I just don't want to do that right now. So, we were talking but about maybe I need it. Well, we were talking about ego and it earlier.
2: Yeah. So, I've had you know people that I know like take DMT or you know variations of it, yeah. and they'll have these experiences that like completely shatter their ego. Where you know it can be good if you let go. I've never done DMT or any of those hard drugs, but I hear from people that do it that it literally a changes their mental makeup for better or for worse. Like it could be good okay. or bad. Oftentimes it's good from what I've heard because they just have like these like holistic realizations about their lives and where they're heading. Where it just totally changes their course of action, habits, routine, everything. But to your point, if you like your bubble and you're sure that you're advancing in a positive manner, which people, you know, sometimes you get to really think about it. Yeah. But that also goes into the uh, the one eighty degree uh, vision of yourself. Like you could personally think that you're going straight ahead, and that's all that matters. But a hater over here could think, Jesus, this guy's falling off a cliff. What the fuck is he listening? To? What is he talking? What are they talking about on this bold perceptions podcast? <laughs> Maybe that's the reason people hate me. I'm living too bold. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, to your point, if you like your bubble, why, why expand it?
1: Yeah. That goes for the people that are living in the bubble with the, the mascot. But then when it starts infringing on other people, it's like, oh, okay, like if my lifestyle was infringing on other people and making it a problem, then I got to probably take a step back and be like, okay, am I doing the right thing or am I hurting too many people. All right, so I made a, a wonderful reel recently. Actually, I've been making a lot of good reels. Check it out on Instagram or YouTube. Uh, I'm kind of getting a little tech savvy. I like it. It's a lot of fun. But uh, this one was on me in a plane arriving in Sao Paulo, Brazil. It's from uh, Vagabonding by Ralph Potts. Amazing, amazing book on long-term solo traveling. But there's a lot of like good messages about life in there. You don't need to be a traveler to understand it. Uh, The quote is, don't wait around. Don't get old and make excuses. Save a couple thousand dollars. Sell your car. Get a world atlas. Start looking at every page and tell yourself that you can go there. You can live there. Are there sacrifices to be made? Of course. Is it worth it? Absolutely. Obviously, um, it's travel related, but I think there's a a bigger message here about uh, start doing shit and don't get in that autopilot, which I catch myself anytime I'm in the States, sometimes over there, too. But um, I think this is a decent quote for you. Can you get something from it?
2: Well, I mean, the big theme of that is like pretty much don't wait and like always don't ever think that, you know, a tooth fairy is going to come around and just bless you with with opportunities one day. But like even doing this podcast, you skill stack, which we talk about a lot. And when you skill stack, all of a sudden these opportunities just come knocking at your door. So I think what I take from it travel thing is cool by the way. I'm I never talked down on that stuff, but obviously it applies to a smaller percentile of our listeners than another general topic might. But I would I mean I don't know why you you write things off anymore. Like with with social media and like the way the world works now, you're literally always one connection away from like literally striking cold. Okay. You see it so many times.
1: Well, we saw so, it crazy with the crypto world. Which one? The crypto world people made so much money yes. off one opportunity, which is a, a macro example or micro, whatever. A, a point I, I want to. Oh, fuck. Never mind. Keep going. What
2: were you gonna? We can cut this part out. We're at hour five. Fuck.
1: fuck. What else
2: make. Micro example, macro example, skill stacking, opportunity. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Action creates opportunity. If you just do stuff, if you go places, do things, see things, like, things fall into your lap. The universe rewards doing, not sitting on your ass and, and doing nothing. I also think that, like, these days,
2: like, the self-improvement guru shit, like, always praises, like, lock yourself in your room, just do shit. Like, I think we're losing sight of relationships being equity, too. Like, if don't be mean to people like it sounds so simple and like dog dude but like you have no idea the the bandwidth that people have like who they know that could help you with something uh if you do something and like okay let's say you pick up a new skill um and this is the doing part go out and learn ice skating right all of a sudden you develop uh like a hobby around that and like if you're nice to people all of a sudden okay they got to connect for you to go even further than that. Or they got to connect with you or they got to connect for you to help you capitalize on that or monetize it or that they need some ice skater for this or that. Like I just think, I think it's a lost art to just kind of treat people well. And I know it's as cliche as it gets, but I think the relationships or equity thing is being lost these days, especially with COVID. Like you can't like hold up as many relationships as you once could. And you don't have the opportunity as much as you once did, but that's what I'm
1: going to Going back in our self-image thing, though, it is trippy with friends. Like I'm having an interesting time trying to keep friends because the traveling and whatnot. And obviously, as you get older, you you limit the, the people or whatnot. But keeping those relationships is uh, how do you do that? I mean, you you sit in the same area. I think you gotta shoot them a text, and I think a lot of people go through this. Like, how do you keep relationships? And then my other point was yeah, connections are great and whatnot, but dude, after meeting so many people. And so many people like talking and, oh, you do this and you have this. Okay, I'm going to get you this person, connect you with this person. So many people like don't do anything. Yeah, So you got to be really careful like who you try to connect or who you try to work with and whatnot. And my last point kind I just had a lot of them was how trippy it is with the self-image of like friends or like what that person over there thinks of you or if you didn't – like these people that you're talking about they are talking crap about you. battery,
2: by the way.
1: Is like what – um there's so much stuff that like, people are like, why didn't Nick say that this one time? Or why why did... Like, something I have no idea about. and yeah, You forgot about it. Yeah, or like uh, that I didn't mean it in that way. And that's the reason why this relationship, we haven't talked in like three months or something like that. Communication is interesting.
2: And, and it's weird what people hold on to because they like want to hold on to it almost. You know what I mean?
0: Okay, I'm running out of steam Yeah. Let's read <laughs> uh, a little uh, closer. When you say I am... That is the God of Scripture. And find as you are, you think, how could it be? God created the universe and sustained it. And here I am, like a little worm, three score in ten years, and then I vanish. And now I'm going to tell you that you really are God. Your own wonderful consciousness, your human imagination, that is the God of Scripture. And there is no other God. Believe me. That when you say I. Before you say I am John. I am Bill. I am this. I am that. I am the other. You are declaring yourself to be. And that sense of being Is God. That's God. Now what are you going to put on it? All things are possible to God. All things. You could say now, as you're seated here, after first affirming that I am, you could then assume that I am, and you name exactly what you want to be. If you believe what I tell you about your own I am and remain faithful to what you have assumed, that assumption will harden into fact. When you pray, in the true sense of the word, you do not pray to any external God. Test yourselves and see. Do you not realize that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless, of course, you fail to meet the death. Examine yourselves to see whether you are holding to the faith. What faith? To have someone tell me that I am a Christian, or I am a Jew, Or a Mohammedan. And holding to that faith that they talk about. No. The faith that I'm talking about tonight. That your own wonderful I am-ness is God. Test it to see if you're holding to that faith. If you're holding to that faith. And all things are possible to God. You should be able. To prove it in the testing. When man awakens from this dream. The whole vast world and all that it contains is as nothing to the being that you are. You came down from heaven where the whole is yours. As you're told in the 50th Psalm, if I were hungry, I wouldn't tell you. For the world is mine and all within it. The cattle on a thousand hills are mine. So why should I tell anyone of my need when it's all mine anyway? I would slay and eat. When you awaken, you don't ask anyone if you awaken from this dream of life. No matter how little you have thought yourself so far, may I tell you, you are the infinite God.